0: Chapter 19 of Swamp Island by Mildred A. Wert. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Parard. Chapter 19. Penny's Plan. Making elaborate preparations for the trip into the swamp, Missus Jones packed a lunch and donned a huge straw hat and stout boots. However, she did not change the long flowing skirt which flopped about her ankles as she and Penny walked through the meadow to Trapper Joe's dock. From the porch, the old guide saw the pair and watched them warily. We're taking your boat, Joe, the widow called to him from the creek's edge. We're making a little trip into the swamp. Joe pulled himself from the chair and came quickly to the dock. Hold on now, he protested. Two women can't go alone into the swamp. "'leastwise, not beyond lookout point.' "'Says who?' retorted the widow, already untying the boat. "'That young'un's talked you into going to Black Island. "'You can't do it. "'You'll get lost in one of the false channels. "'The high are bad this year.' "'The widow hesitated, then tossed her head "'as she dropped the package of lunch into the skiff.' Ye forget, I was swamp raised. Get me the paddles and a pole, Joe. Don't stand there gawkin'. No women ever went as far as Black Island. It hain't safe. My pa took me there when I was a little girl. I hain't forgetting the way. You're stubborn as a mule, Joe. Accused, glaring at her. If you're dead set on going, I see I'll have to give in and go with ye. But it's again my best judgment. No one asked ye to go with us, Joe, the widow said tartly. We ain't to make this trip by ourselves. Just get the paddles and pole. Joe threw up his hands in a gesture of defeat and started slowly for the shack. Women, he muttered, there just hain't no sense in em. He took his time inside the shack, but finally returned with the requested paddles and pole. There ye are, he snapped, but I'm warning ye, if ye get into trouble or lost, don't expect me to come after ye. Now I'll take the kicker motor, the widow ordered, paying no heed to his words. Not my motor, Joe exclaimed defiantly. I paid sixty dollars for it second hand, and I hain't lettin' no female ruin it. YOU CAN'T EXPECT ME TO BLISTER MY HANDS ROWING ALL DAY, THE WIDOW REPLIED. WE aim TO MAKE A QUICK TRIP. YOU CAN'T USE THE MOTOR IN ALL THEM HIGH MAYBE NOT, BUT IT'LL TAKE US THROUGH THE OPEN SPOTS A HEAP FASTER. THE MOTOR, JOE. GRUMBLING LOUDLY, THE GUIDE WENT TO THE HOUSE ONCE MORE. HE CAME BACK WITH THE MOTOR, WHICH HE ATTACHED AND STARTED FOR THE WIDOW thank you kindly joe she grinned at him as the boat pulled away from the dock i'll make you one of my apple pies when i get back if you get back the guide corrected morosely propelled by the motor the skiff sped steadily through the channel and came presently to the hawkins farm the popping of the engine which could be heard some distance drew mrs hawkins to the dock she signalled the boat as it drew near Howdy the Widow Jones greeted her politely, though with no warmth, she throttled down the engine and drifted in toward shore, goin in for a little fishin I take it, Mrs. Hawkins observed by way of inquiry, but where's your fishing poles? Liftin her home, the widow replied, then ye hain't fishin pears like you're right smart at usin your eyes. The widow agreed dryly. A slight frown, which did not escape Penny, puckered the farm woman's forehead. She seemed on the verge of speaking, then appeared to change her mind. As the boat drifted on, she watched stolidly. "'Never did like that woman,' Mrs. Jones commented when the skiff had rounded a bend. "'She's got sharp eyes, and she don't approve cause we're going into the swamp together.' why should she care? Penny asked. I wonder myself. I've noticed that she always seems to be watching the entrance channel into the swamp, Penny said thoughtfully. Perhaps she is the one who taps up those signals. Signals? What do you mean, young'un? Penny told of the strange pounding noises she had heard during her previous trip through the swamp. I could almost Wager, Mrs. Hawkins will wait until we're a safe distance away, and then signal, the girl went on. Don't I wish I could catch her, though? Maybe you can. We could shut off the motor and drift back and watch. Penny's eyes began to sparkle with excitement. I'd love to do it, but won't she be listening for the sound of our motor as we go deeper into the swamp? If she doesn't hear it, She's apt to suspect something. You've got a real head on your shoulders, said the widow approvingly. By the way, I don't like to keep calling you young. Now we're good friends. What's your name? Oh, I thought you knew. I'm sorry. It's Penny Parker. Penny? I never did hear owe a girl named after money. I wasn't exactly penny smiled my real name is Penelope but no one ever liked it so i'm called Penny Penelope hain't such a bad name that's what i'll call ye about mrs Hawkins the girl reminded her oh yes now if ye was a mind to find out about her it wouldn't be so hard how we hain't gone fur into the swamp yet "'I could let ye out here on the bank, "'and ye could slip back a foot to the bend in the channel. "'Where I'd be able to watch the house. "'Ye get the idea, Penelope. "'All the while, I would keep going on in the boat "'until the sound of the motor just naturally died out. "'Then I could row back here and pick ye up again. Missus Jones, you're the one who has a head on your shoulders.' Penny cried. Let's do it. The widow brought the skiff alongside the bank, studying it as the girl stepped ashore. You got a watch? She asked. Yes. Then I'll meet you right here in about three quarters of an hour. I can keep track of the time by looking at the sun. That may not give me enough time, Penny said anxiously. If you're late, I'll wait for you the widow promised. But try to be here. If you hain't, we may have to give up the trip, cause it hain't sensible startin' in late in the day. I'll be here, Penny assured her. If nothing happens in three quarters of an hour, I'll just give it up. The boat, its motor popping steadily, slipped away. Penny scrambled up the muddy bank and finding a well-trod path walked rapidly toward the Hawkins' place. Soon she came to the bend in the creek, and there paused. From afar, she could hear the retreating sound of the skiff's motor. Through a break in the bushes, the girl peered toward the distant farmhouse. To her disappointment, the yard was now deserted, and Mrs. Hawkins was nowhere in sight. Maybe I was wrong, Penny thought. I hate to waste all this valuable time. For a half-hour, she waited. Twice, Mrs. Hawkins came out of the house, once to gather in clothes from the line, and the second time to obtain a pail of water. "'I guess my hunch was crazy,' Penny told herself. "'I'll have to be starting back to meet Mrs. Jones.' The sound of the motorboat now had died out completely, so the girl knew the widow already was on her way to their appointed meeting-place turning away from the bushes penny paused for one last glance at the farmhouse the yard remained deserted but as she sighed in disappointment the kitchen door again flew open mrs hawkins came outside and walked rapidly to the shed she listened attentively for a moment then from a peg on the outside wall she took down a big tin dishpan and a huge wooden mixing spoon penny watched with mounting excitement This was the moment for which she had waited. Carefully, the farm woman looked about to be certain no one was nearby. Then, with firm precision, she beat out a tattoo on the dishpan. It's a signal to someone in the swamp, guessed Penny. In code, she is tapping out that Mrs. Jones and I are on our way into the interior. End of Chapter Nineteen